Hi guys, it's me again, Kevin, for the Nivic Pro podcast. So guess what I want to talk about today? I mentioned it in my last podcast. What I want to talk about today is should I leave my 9 to 5 to explore the creative world? Well, not explore. Let me just put it plainly. Should I leave my 9 to 5 to become a creative? Or, you know, should I even, you know, join a 9 to 5 in the first place? Well, I don't think there is a right or wrong answer per se. It depends. There's good, there's bad, there's the ugly, and there's the ideal. So let me first talk about the advantages and disadvantages. And this will probably help you to weigh in on whether or not you should do a 9 to 5 before um, becoming a creative. So the advantages of being in a 9 to 5 is that you have set pay. Uh, being a creative on your own as a freelancer, one of the biggest challenges can be earning money. Some months you earn good money, some months you earn nothing, right? And that that can be very stressful. That can be very stressful because it's hard to plan. It's hard to pay bills. It's hard to do a lot of things, right? When you have set pay, it's easier to plan because you know exactly how much money you're going to get. So you will you will make plans as to how to stretch that money. When you don't have a clue how much you're going to make, you have to ensure that you're disciplined at saving, right? Disciplined at saving for a rainy day, hoping that out of whatever the last pay that you get, you ensure that you have some reserve that will last you for at least three months, right? Assuming that's how long it might take for the next project to come along. They always say pay yourself 10%, but if you're a freelance creative, then I would say uh, pay yourself more. Structure. Now, the thing that you get from a 9 to 5 is structure. Structure in the sense that there are procedures, there are, there, there's, there, there's a method to how everything happens, right? There's no chaos, there's no trying to figure out what the policies and procedures are, and this can be very handy. You know, this can be very handy in knowing... Um, where to find things, how to save files, how to send stuff, you know, there are protocols to everything, how clients, how you deal with clients, how clients deal with you, there's a structure, you know, there's a structure in the sense that you have a boss and the boss deals with the client, you don't have to deal with the client, you can stick to doing your creative work. Now, when you don't have that structure, what tends to happen a lot is that you have to deal with the client and you have to be creative. And that can be stressful because you have to be juggling between two skill sets, right? Two completely different skill sets. You know, these soft skill sets that you have to deal with the customer, find out what they want uh, at the same time, you know, negotiate with them and make them feel comfortable with decisions that are being made. And most importantly, you have to make decisions, right? You have to make decisions where the creative content is concerned, you have to make decisions where your well-being is concerned because there are going to be times when your client is going to uh, try to get the best of you and you need to know where your limitations are, what you will and won't accept. When you have a structure with a boss, you know, a manager, you know, a marketing team, you know, the project manager, these are the people that do the interfacing and they take that stress away from you. So this is a big, big advantage in, in having a nine to five. Now, of course, 
this is assuming that I'm talking about a nine to five where your job is creative, right? When your job is not creative, that's going to pose a completely different problem. But let's get into that at a different point in time. So health insurance, this is a clear advantage as well. When you are a freelancer, yeah, health insurance is not always available or it's very expensive. It's very expensive when you're doing insurance on your own. When you're in a company, it's far cheaper because you're getting it at a group rate. Working with others. Now, as a freelancer, you'll be doing most of the work yourself, which can be very stressful, very time consuming. Sometimes you'll feel as if you can't meet your deadlines. And having a team to work with makes life much, much easier. There's working, sorry, there's learning, business communication, and discipline. So, when you work in a 9 to 5, you kind of learn how the business works, right? You learn how business itself works. And that's a very good thing. Knowing that there needs to be an account, accounts department. Knowing that there needs to be a communications department. Knowing that there needs to be a marketing department. Uh, you know, these things are very important because as a freelancer, people, you tend to do everything yourself. Not realizing that, hey, it would be better if you split up some of these tasks to someone else sometimes you can't afford to do it as a freelancer but when you work in a nine-to-five you know you have all these separate departments that handle all the different moving parts and you just focus on being creative now one of the big advantages I have found with nine-to-five is that because it has a structure there is a you, you you learn a certain communication etiquette which is very important right? a lot of freelancers when they leave school and their first job is freelancing and they decide I don't want to work for anybody what ends up happening is that they do everything the way they want to do it and it's not necessarily the best way to do it and here's what I mean I've heard many many complaints where clients say oh the the artist the freelancer does not communicate well you know uh, we agreed that we would have this this deliverable on Wednesday and on Wednesday, I cannot find the animator, or I cannot find the, the filmmaker, or I can't find the editor, right? That is not only frustrating, but it's very, very unprofessional. If you're going to be late, you do not turn your phone off. Do not ignore your phone calls. You need to man up or woman up and face the music, right? When that client calls to cuss you off because you're late, let them cuss you off. You deserve it, right? You should have called two days earlier and said, hey, I'm going to have trouble delivering this because of X, Y, Z. I'll have it to you by Friday instead, right? You have to man up and do that. Now, this is something that being in a nine to five forces you to do because someone's going to cuss you and set you straight, put you in line. And that's not a bad thing, right? It, it, it builds a certain professionalism, right? You have to communicate with your clients, and your clients are also your co-workers. You have to communicate. You can't just keep hiding things and going, hey, you know, it'll be ready when it's ready, or yeah, I'm not finished yet. That Those answers are not good enough. And discipline. Getting to work on time, you know, staying at work and, you know, working on, 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 on an assignment, not idling. 
these things a nine to five teaches you. So when you decide to leave a nine to five, you will be better equipped, right? You will be better equipped when you are freelancing because you would have had this built in discipline. Too many times people decide, oh, I don't want to work for anybody. I'm never going to do a nine to five. I'm going to just be a freelancer as soon as I get out of school because I get to do things the way I want to do them. I get to wake up late. I get to go to the beach, blah, 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 blah. Yes, those are definitely advantages of a freelance life. However, however, you have to bear in mind there needs to be some discipline, right? You cannot be that artist who nobody can ever find you or when they do find you, you are off at the beach and you cannot deal with a particular issue at the moment. That's not going to fly, right? You're just not going to get called back. Now... The disadvantages of working in a nine to five is low pay, right? So I said the first advantage of working in a nine to five is set pay and set pay can be good because you can plan, you can predict, but one huge disadvantage is low pay. And this goes for whether you are in a creative job or not, especially creative nine to fives. A lot of creative nine to fives that I have spoken to, they're pay is very very low you know they'll be making they'll be making say for example below a hundred grand before tax and so that might amount to fifty thousand dollars a month or sixty thousand dollars a month and they are expected to know photoshop after effects adobe premiere uh you know my rc cinema 4d so they're expected to do graphic design, web design, animation, film, visual effects, all for 60 grand. You know, these are skill sets that people get paid a lot of money for. Uh, you know, it really sucks. But what happens in a nine to five is that they try to find one person that can do everything. And you can't blame them. You know, the fact of the matter is for them to be profitable, they have to be able to churn out uh, these things at minimal cost so it's easier for them if they find one person who can do everything of course that means you won't be doing everything efficiently because you are not focused on any one thing so you have to split your attention split your efforts and it can be stressing it can be very very stressing to be working for low pay doing all this work too rigid so i said earlier that one of the advantages of a nine to five is structure and that is true, but at the same time, a 9 to 5 can be too rigid. As a creative, you have to be allowed to think outside of the box and operate outside of the box. But when you're in a company that's too rigid, where even your creativity is put into a box, you know, oh, don't use these colors because of the political climate. Oh, the client's product must be shown from beginning to end in the entire commercial even if it would be a better idea to have like a surprise at the end where the product is a surprise so we don't show it you know a lot of people they want to see their product shown throughout the entire video that that puts a creative barrier right on your work you can't express yourself the way you want to express yourself um, you know, we see in commercials overseas, 
you know, Pepsi's not afraid to show their product, you know, in the last few seconds of the ad. They're not afraid. But again, they've been doing it for years. They know exactly, they know exactly how to brand their product. They know that they don't need to show their product every second of the ad. Of course, this can be very frustrating in a nine to five. When you are a freelancer, you can, in some cases, not all cases, in some cases, you can explore more. You can take more chances, especially with your own work. Now, another disadvantage of not being in a 9 to 5 is the working with others. It can be very difficult to work with others when you're a freelancer. Uh, because, you know, you have to find other freelancers and when you find them, you have to establish, again, a structure dealing with other persons because you don't want to bring someone on board and instead of working with you, they decide to steal your client. It happens. It does happen. Because if you say to them, hey, I need you, need you to help me work on this commercial for name some big company, and they get wind of, oh, oh, this is the company that you're doing the job for. Oh, but I could do this job by myself. Let me talk to them and just get this job. It happens. It can happen, right? There are ways to prevent it, but it can be challenging. You could be working with other people, and they're not as disciplined as you, right? And they don't have a boss over their shoulder ensuring that they get things done, so you're not going to be that person calling the freelancer and not being able to get through to them and getting frustrated, right? Another disadvantage um, of, you know, not working in a nine-to-five is lack of business skills. You know, when you're working in a nine-to-five, you get to see a lot of business processes and you learn, you know, you learn through osmosis. You see these things happening and you understand that, okay, you know, an invoice needs to be generated, or performer invoice needs to be generated when I when I'm sending a quotation, and a performer invoice needs to have, you know, a quotation number and date, etc. You know, probably your TRN number. Um, you know, you know that when delivering to the client, you know, you have to send them an invoice as follow up. A lot of people don't understand these things, you know, uh, and there are lots of other business processes that people don't understand. Things like negotiations, how to handle a meeting, you know, how to communicate with clients. You know, that's the other thing, you know, th th that disadvantage in not knowing how to communicate. A lot of us think that we're communicating well, but we aren't. There's a whole method to email communication versus verbal communication on the phone. Not losing your cool. Like a lot of freelancers lose their cool when clients are being hard and you have to realize it's business it's just business clients that's their job is to try to get the best deal they can and try to get the most out of you right the same way you're trying to get the most out of the client as well you know it's it's a two-way street it, it works both ways so we can't be offended when we're dealing with clients we have to exercise that emotional intelligence and ensure that we're always professional. And I find that freelancers who become freelancers straight out of school tend to lack these basic skills. They also lack organizational skills, you know, just organizing themselves. Now, with that said, what's an ideal situation? 
an ideal situation would be a situation where you work in a nine-to-five that pays you well or pays you along with the project. What do I mean by pay you along with the project? Meaning if the project is worth, let's say, say the project's worth a million dollars, instead of you just getting a set pay, you get a percentage of that money. So essentially, the bigger the job you work on, the more you earn, right? Or the harder you work, the more you earn, whichever. But that would be ideal. It would be ideal to work in a place that gives you creative freedom, but at the same time has structure. You know, structure in the sense that you can be creative while someone else handles the client. Someone else handles the accounts, right? But they do appreciate your ideas. When you put forward an idea, they consider it. And they consider it seriously. And also, a place where you can work with others who are just as creative as you. Who are always available. Right? So, I've gone through the advantages and disadvantages and what would be an ideal scenario. I did not cover much about leaving a 9-to-5 that is not creative. And I wanted to save that for last because I know that that is perhaps most people's case or most people's scenario. So here's what I will say. Do not hate your 9-to-5. You know, your 9-to-5 is very useful. What I will say to anybody is this. If your ultimate goal is to be a creative, say, for example, you want to be an animator, you want to be a filmmaker, you want to be an artist, you want to be a sculptor, whatever it is that you want to be, a musician, a makeup artist, fashion designer, whatever it is you want to be, while you're doing that 9 to 5, do it on the side, right? Don't let it wait. Do it on weekends, do it at night. And try to make yourself known. Act like you are already a business, right? Act like you are already a business. Create business cards, um, you know, create a portfolio, Put your work out there. Let people know what you do. Start selling. Why? Because that's your proof that it works. That's your proof that your freelance desire can be turned into a business. When you start getting enough business where you believe that, hey, I could make it, right? Say, for example, you're making just as much money um, as your day job you know, with your side hustle. If you're making just as much money and you're putting in less hours, then it stands to reason that if you put in more money, chances are, sorry, if you put in more hours, chances are you will make more money. You could even leave your job for less than that. It's risky because it means that you won't have all your bills covered. But you could, you could say, hey, if I'm putting in quarter of the time that I do for my 9 to 5 into, you know, my freelance stuff, then that would mean that if I'm making quarter of the money of what my 9 to 5 makes, putting in quarter of the work, then it stands the reason that if I put in, you know, the, the difference of, in, of time, 
I'll be making just as much as my day job and then it's a good time to leave. Now, if you've opted to do a nine to five before you go into your creative world to gain the things that I've said, you know, set pay, structure, health insurance, working with others, learning, business and communication, etiquette and discipline, I would say to you, do it for two years. Do it for two years, no more than five. And while you're doing it, save. When you're getting that set pay, save some money. Save money for rainy days because when you leave your job, you're going to need at least six months of pay to kind of cushion you, right? The two to five years will also teach you how the structures work will also teach you the value of health insurance, will also teach you the value of working with others, will also teach you business and communication skills, the discipline of getting up every day and, and working hard. After those two to five years, make your mind up and leave. Here's why. One of the big issues with a nine to five is that we can get caught up in the advantages. We can get caught up in the hey, uh, I'm making a set pay. I don't want to leave this. This is safe. We can get caught up in, boy, if I go out on my own, I, you know, I, I, I don't know how I'm going to do the accounts and how I'm going to market myself and how I'm going to take all of these calls from customers. You know, you could worry about all of these things. But at the end of the day, after you've gotten that two years experience, I think you will be equipped enough to handle things on your own or find the appropriate company for you, right? Find the appropriate company for you. And some people might listen to this podcast and say, okay, great, so I should not get a nine to five if I want to be creative. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is a nine to five has its value. I have found that people who've had nine to fives before having a creative job tend to be more professional and easier to work with. However, you don't want to stay in that nine to five forever because you can lose ground, right? You can lose ground. If you leave school, you want to be an animator, you want to be a filmmaker, you want to be an artist, and you go be a bank teller for 15 years, that's 15 years you could have been practicing to become a better artist or animator or filmmaker. That's 15 years that you could have used to gain your clients and launch your business. You know, that's 15 years, essentially. I, wouldn't, I don't want to say wasted, but a lot of development would have, would have been, I don't want to say put at risk, but basically a lot of development would have been sacrificed. Right. If you spent 15 years doing a nine to five, that is not creative. You don't want to do that. Spend two years as a bank teller or spend, spend two years as a project manager and then transition. But plan your transition. Don't just work for the two years and then jump ship. You know, plan your transition. Start saving. Start planning what your business is going to be like and then say, hey, all right, it's time to go. Now, this is the last thing that I will say. And what I'm basically saying is, this doesn't mean that if you leave school and decide to become a creative, 
right off the bat that you're not going to be disciplined you're not going to have good communication skills you're not going to learn good business practices that's not what i'm saying right let's go back to an ideal situation in the ideal situation i covered working for a nine to five that is creative that has your best interest at heart but you could also there's an ideal for for freelancing right and the ideal for freelancing is that you could work for yourself and have all these skills having never worked in a nine to five but you have to be cognizant of the fact that you do not understand business yet or you do not understand professional communication and discipline etc and seek those things out go to workshops at like the jbdc jamaica business development um, corporation i think or cooperative and learn these things they have workshops and seminars on these things all the time you know attend seminars and communication practices uh, look up you know youtube videos and articles about business communication how to improve your business communication how to improve your marketing how to improve your organization how to become a better leader their books you know read them do not only stick to your art right practice your art every day yes but ensure that you employ or apply principles from business in your everyday freelance work and that will ensure that you utilize and gain the benefits that a nine-to-five would bring to you if you know you don't have the discipline to attend these workshops you don't have the discipline to read these books or find these articles entrepreneur.com is an excellent page for this type of stuff but if you know you don't have that discipline yet then do me a favor do not get stuck at home being that adult that leeches off their parents forever and ever and ever right go get a nine to five let that be your boot camp for discipline and business communication and business professionalism and then launch yourself into the world or be disciplined and go to these workshops you know if you've left school and you don't have a job yet and you don't have clients go find these workshops the least that could happen is that you meet somebody who wants your services these places are great places to network because when you go to these workshops you're going to find business people there who want your service now I hope you guys take what I said seriously some of you probably won't and that's fine you have your own opinions no problem I hope it works out for you I'm just telling you from my experience what I have observed what I have experienced and what I believe will work if you are having trouble you know finding your way in a creative space I suggest to you just listen to this podcast carefully and just follow the ideas in it believe me I think you will do well that's it for me today guys I'll see you next time I hope this was useful